0: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: Toll free 1-866-405-8405. Put those fat little fingers in the phone and dial up to speak to Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Vellani, or animal communicator Joy Turner. On the show today, Cat Warren. She is a she has a cadaver dog. Or she actually trains cadaver dogs to look for dead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's so funny? You said she was a cadaver dog. No, I said she has. has she has
1: a cadaver, cadaver dog. dog.
2: What are they to say? She... You don't even know
3: what she looks like. I
2: but she... he said she's a cadaver dog. are gonna... he, he did.
1: You will. Uh, you will enjoy today's show if it started out like this.
4: Also, this lady who wrote the book, the big bestseller. Does what? this collar make my butt look big?
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's a, it's a top seller. Yes, it best is. Best seller in some states across the country. And, uh, of course, we have Stacey Cohn working hard in the
5: newsroom. What do you got going on, girlfriend? There's a man in Canada who claims that he grabbed a bear's tongue, but it actually may have saved his life. I'll give you all the details coming up on Animal Radio News.
2: Hmm. That's interesting. That's hmm. interesting. Hmm. Joey, what do you get? Smelly cats? You're talking about smelly cats today?
3: Yep.
5: Stinky cats. Stinky
3: cats and how to deal with kitties and their stinky yarn.
2: Is Lisa Kudrow going to sing?
3: Smelly
2: cat, smelly cat. <laughs> smelly cat. <laughs> that's all I know. You, did, you guys were so off. Uh, that's not the, the tune at all.
4: Yes, it is. I, I, that, was, that
2: was
3: rough. No, that, that, was, that was rough. Was not smelly, not cat, smelly, smelly cat, smelly cat. cat why nope, do nope.
4: have to do something? <laughs> the
6: <same>. Smelly cat, <laughs> smelly cat. What are they feeding you? Everybody, smelly, smelly, cat, smelly, smelly cat, smelly cat. It's not your
7: fault
1: I thought we I thought we did pretty I good. Thought we did, yeah. Doctor Debbie. a oh, little no. uh, concerning today. You're, I mean, I like you tried this out last week. It looks good. The whole Mary Anne uh, thing uh, with the hair from the
8: yeah yeah the pigtails are growing out.
1: The uh,
8: fashion statement.
1: You brought two pigs in today. I'm A little upset that sad. Uh, what, what's with all the pigs?
8: You know what? We've been working with a shelter group and placing pigs and in, into different states that you know need a home. So yeah, we've been spaying and neutering pigs left and right around here and uh they're fun it's just a little different than working on a five pound chihuahua so it's it's very labor intensive
1: they seem to be getting along with these studio animals very well pigs a lot of people have pigs as pets don't they
8: they do they make great pets and you just you know as long as you just don't talk about bacon around them then
1: they're very
9: happy
8: hey jeremy
9: yes how you doing good how you doing
1: very good what's on your mind today
9: um, well, i just got a quick question for you. Thank you for taking my call, too. I appreciate it. But um my cat, I just, I've had him for about two months now. He's So he's about, I would say, about 20 weeks old or so.
7: Uh-huh.
9: Um, he is just really, really clingy. And, like, if I'm laying anywhere, he, like, has to lay, like, on my face and, like, on my chest. <laughs> and, like, I, I can't even get him off no matter what. Like, I'll take him and I'll set him, you know, at the foot or something or, or on, the, on the ground. He just comes right back up. And he, I mean, he really doesn't stop. Like Velcro. Yes. I was just yeah. going to
8: say, is his name Velcro?
9: His <laughs> <laughs> Buster. But he's a, good, he's a good cat besides that. I mean, he doesn't hide on anybody or, you know, he's very friendly. But it's just when I'm laying there, I mean, he has to be on my face.
8: And, and is it always your face that he's going to or does he hang out on your lap or elsewhere on no. your body?
9: It's, well, he'll hang out on my lap very, very rarely. He always He's on my face or on my neck all the time. I mean, I can't and, get him off.
8: And you don't like this, I take it.
9: <laughs> and <No>. Most people <laughs> don't think it's kind of cool. It was fun for the first month. But you know, when you're trying to sleep, when I'm trying to sleep at night, he'll just come up and he'll just start rubbing against it and you know, it wakes me up naturally. <laughs> <laughs>
8: and he <does> a lot. <laughs> well, you know, and Jeremy, I, I definitely have to say that one of my cats um used to do this and he yeah. would it was like I had a coonskin hat. He would like yeah. curl up on my head and he sat up there and purred and drooled and rubbed his face on my oh, head. Yeah. And ultimately the only solution that I had was to actually ban him from the bedroom at night or I could not sleep because Love I was is. just connected
9: that, that, I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's exactly what I, what I have done. I, sh- I close my door at night, and now mm-hmm. he'll, he'll sit outside my door and howl and meow until I, I mean I, until I open the door. And then when I do open the door, the thing is, too, he, he just runs around. He doesn't ever lay on the bed. If I'm on the couch, he'll lay on the couch all day long with me. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, if I'm on my bed, he, he for some reason won't lay up there.
8: Yeah. Well, part of the trick is that if you want him out of the bedroom, do not open that door. Put earplugs in because it's just like a small child. You know, they are training us. And if it's not a behavior you want, then close the door, keep the earplugs in, let him work through that. And then as far as the daytime things, the big thing would be it it would be hard to not reward this because he's finding enjoyment just from rubbing in your contact. So um, we want to make sure that we're giving him ample time of other forms of Play or contact with him. So right. get out those little cat dancers. Get those things out that you can run around and have him chase. Yeah. Try to redirect that attention into something where it's not uh, a sitting on my head thing. Yeah. And um, preferably the more activity, the better, so he doesn't feel like when you're sitting down, that's when he's supposed to get his attention and get his contact. I
7: um, got. Gotcha. But it takes
8: work. It's kind of like you have to turn him into an aerobic, athletic cat, um, right. so that you can kind of get him worn out at other times. I
7: gotcha.
1: At home, meowing, think that's tough love. But I'll tell you, if you if he meows and then you open the door, you're just saying, "Oh, meowing right. opens the door, right. gets gets yeah. him in." You gotta be, you gotta be tough. And I know it's tough for me, and I'm such a hypocrite. And,
8: yeah. Jeremy, Edgy yeah, is. hell, you're the worst. We can't yeah. even.
4: <laughs> Jeremy, yeah, is that the is, is that the only cat you have? Yes. You know what? I'd suggest maybe getting another cat.
8: Ooh, there's so, an and idea. And that yep. was gonna be what yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. You know, even I was a, in that a, too. Yeah. Another cat or even some cats that get along with dogs um, right. can benefit from having a dog in the home. So another critter just to direct their attention, too. So
9: yeah, right. something to consider. Absolutely. And you know, the thing is sometimes, too, like I do work odd hours. Like I work like 1230 to 9 is, is my usual shift on um, Monday mm-hmm. through Friday. So, you know, that's another problem, too, I think, is that he's not on a, a normal sleep schedule because I usually come home at 9 o'clock and I'm usually uh-huh. up till you know, 132 o'clock in the morning. You know, oh, but that's a cat schedule.
8: That's yeah, that's oh, okay.
9: <laughs> yeah, prime time. <laughs> okay, that's perfect. then. But uh, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll like sometimes he'll wake up at four o'clock in the morning and start howling outside my bedroom. You know, and, and other times, like for the example, this morning I got to sleep in until twelve thirty. Oh, you know, my wow. dad actually woke me up by the phone today. Wow! You know? But uh, so you know, it, it's just it varies for him. I just don't understand. You know, and as far as the, the the neck rubbing thing, you think just try getting him off and playing with him at that point, then?
8: Well, I wouldn't really at that time, I wouldn't reward him with play. Because they don't come to you at that time every night. Right. Exactly. So we want to actually try to uh, anticipate that when you think he might want to do it. You might want to say, I really want to sit on the couch and watch TV. Yeah. But the 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 action should be at that point, well, let's get something in play. Uh, let's go chase this little foil ball down the hall. You know, Let's yeah. chase after this toy. Do that before you try to do your sitting down, and then see if we can get him a little bit tired or you know,
7: okay. at that point.
9: Excellent.
8: Oh, very good! And who knows, Jeremy? Maybe you find you want to adopt a friend. Yeah, we'll
9: see. I was really thinking about that too because I think it'd be good for him again. Because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gone all day at work, and I'm, you know, I'm the only person in the household. So I think that might be. Be good for him too. Hey, let
1: me tell you, of all the problems we've heard today, that's got to be the. Uh... <laughs>
9: <laughs> this is good. You know, yes. and you know what the thing is too. Like I said, I mean, I love him, and it, you know, it, it is really good. Like when he does it, I, there's certain times that I don't mind him laying there. But I mean, it's just sure. and if, for me to tell you all the time, it probably doesn't yeah. do it justice. I mean, he's he's got to be there 24 seven.
1: Totally understand that. Totally understand. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, we wish you the best of luck with this. Thank let us guys. know how it turns out. Jeremy, thanks for your call. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Doug Gray the Marshall
10: Tucker Band. And forever, you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pets.
1: For dogs, like people,
11: arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy
1: an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. Flex RX is available at
11: Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabspets.com. Come on, sweetie. Jump
12: to dad.
7: I'm not sure, Daddy. The water's cool.
11: There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate.
12: Jump right here.
7: Uh. Okay. Here I come.
12: I got
5: you. Good job. I did it. That was fun.
11: But once we take action, we're really glad that we did. If you're thinking about selling your home, don't hesitate. Interest rates are low and buyers are in the market. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit
12: Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
9: Hey, this is Guy Fieri. Now, when your recipe calls for red peppers, chili powder, garlic, and onions, you got the start of some awesome chili and maybe some heartburn. If that's the case, roll out the Aids
11: liquid. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. New roll liquid gets you back in the action fast. Even when your worst heartburn symptoms flare up, ROLAIDS Liquid Dual Active Formula coats and soothes for rapid relief. New ROLAIDS liquid in your choice of mint or cherry. Uses directed.
9: R-O-L-A-I-D S? Now that's how you spell relief.
11: canine caviar so what are you feeding your dog if you didn't answer canine caviar visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer healthier life this is animal radio baby one 405 8405 is the number to our dream
1: team who is that dream team you say animal communicator joy turner dog father joey Volani, dog trainer alan cable and dr debbie how about we uh take a yes, call please. You hey sherry how are you doing
13: I'm doing fantastic. How about
1: you? Good. What's going on with your animal?
13: Well, I decided to put a doggy door in before the dogs ruined my carpet, and um, all they do is bark at it like it's, an, like it's a monster or something. <laughs> so I kind of need some suggestions on how to get them to actually use it. Oh, they're not using the doggy door.
1: Hey, Alan, what
2: that you've never heard about that before. I've heard it all, Hal. I've heard it all. The dogs <laughs> have fears of all kinds of stuff, everything. So let me ask you this question. Uh, when did you put this doggy door in?
13: Um, we've had it in for about two weeks and we put it in the wall, not in the door. So it actually has two flaps. And mm-hmm. all I've really done is just tape the flaps up so that they can go in and out, so they see that they can go in and out. But um I'll still come home with surprises. So
2: Do they uh <laughs> do they use the doggy door with the flaps taped up?
13: Yes. Yes, but, but so only not, to just so, go out and explore. Then they come back in and use the bathroom on my floor.
2: <laughs> so apparently they don't. They're not potty trained apparently either.
13: Oh, they're they're very well. Let's let's just say that I'm very potty trained because all I got to do is take them outside and they'll go potty. So, but they don't tell me when they have to go. So no, I would say that I'm potty trained.
2: Yeah. See, so the the first thing you have to teach them is that they're not supposed to go in the house. That you do before you put the doggy door in. See, everything in the order of things, like nature, like you can't... Uh, you can't cr- you can't walk till you crawl and you can't run till you walk and nature with dogs it's the same thing in, in order to teach them to go outside with a doggy door you first have to teach them that they're not supposed to go inside and the only way to teach them not to go inside is you got to be there to correct them and you can't correct them if they have freedom so you've either got to keep them outside when you're not home or you got to put them in a crate when you're not home that way you don't come home to a surprise and that way you're in of the situation so when you okay. get home you know you have a structured uh, uh, schedule so let's mm-hmm. say you take them out on a leash together to go to the bathroom before you leave and then you put them in their crate and then you wait 15 20 minutes and you just leave you don't say goodbye you don't say nothing you just go mm-hmm. and when you come mm-hmm. home you, when you come home you leave them in the crate for 15 20 minutes you don't say hello you don't say anything Then you take them out with no talking, put them on a leash, take them immediately to the bathroom. Then you take Mm -hmm. them to the bathroom at night before you go to bed, and it's always the same times. And you teach them to go outside. And then... After they understand that they're supposed to go outside, which happens, you know, you're saying, good dog, when they go outside, then you Uh give them a little bit of freedom when you're away from the house. You start to leave the house just for little bits of time or for maybe an hour, you know, an hour you're outside and you're doing your thing, and and uh, you make sure that they understand they're not supposed to go in the house before you give them access to the doggy door. Does that make sense? Now, the best way to teach a dog that's afraid that something that the dog is afraid of is not to be, you know, you don't have to be afraid of that, is to make Mm -hmm. it fun. And a lot of times what I like to do is I like to use another dog to teach dogs that things are fun, that they're not to be, you know, there's something that you, you don't need to be afraid of. Sorry, I didn't sleep good last night. Something with like a doggy door. If you have a dog friend in your neighborhood that you can invite over for a play date, and that dog starts using the doggy door to go outside and have fun. Your dogs are just without thinking going to start running right through it. The That's other what way, for. yeah. The, the other thing you can do is after your dogs are potty trained, you can just go outside and put treats leading up to the doggy door, and then one outside the doggy door, and don't say anything. You know, a lot of people are like, "Come on, use the door. You know, it's fun. Go outside. Oh, what are you waiting? That's what messes it up." Because the dog is doing. (laughs) Yeah, and and that's why your dogs are afraid of the door. Because what you're doing is you're getting excited by the door. And you're not Mm -hmm. teaching the the dogs to use the door, to go through the door. What you're doing is teaching them to be anxious and excited around the door. Because you're anxious and excited around the door. It's all about being calm. And, And, you know, whenever a human being gets excited, a dog doesn't know what the heck you're getting excited about. The dog makes a connection. You don't know what the connection is until you observe your dog for a while. Uh, and the connection that the dog makes causes anxiety. You know, so you get the opposite effect of what you want. Everything mm-hmm. you want your dog to do, you have to approach in a calm manner like it's no big deal. Don't don't make a big deal about the doggy door. You know, okay. it just it's nothing. It's just the doggy door. And if you want your dog to do something, I see people at the dog park, why don't you get some water, drink some water, get some water. And I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? If a dog is thirsty, a dog is going to drink. He doesn't need you. Mm -hmm. You know, dogs survived in the wild for a long time without human beings being there to go, hey, you better drink some water, get some water. If you don't drink water, you're going to be hot. So people mess them up. So you got to Relax potty train them and then teach them that the doggy dog is fun with treats not talking when the dog goes through the doggy door that's when you go good dog and give him a treat so you got a little work to do you got a little work to do
13: oh i knew i knew there was going to be work involved i was hoping it was going to be easy but, but i'm up for it
2: well you just put them in a crate don't feel like you're doing something wrong they love it in there because you're always happy when they come out you know, every time you come home, there's no pee on the floor. You open the uh, the, the the crate. You're like, "Hey, it's good to see you, buddy," and they mm-hmm. start to love the crate because they're den animals anyway. But then they really love the crate because every time they come out, they make the connection. Oh, she's happy. She's mm-hmm. happy.
1: Okay. Okay. Hey, I'm thanks for give it a try. Cool. Good hearing from you, Sherry. 1-866-405-8405. It's toll free to the
3: Dream Team. Right. Hey, say hey, So we have to, um, say, I mean, I mean, just, just some, just, just some observation that I got, you know, when, Uh-oh. when, when, Uh-oh. when, when, when a woman came on the phone, you said, what's wrong with your animal? Now, shouldn't it be what's wrong with your pet? Okay? You know what it should a be? Bit more, you know what it should
2: be, Joey? It should be what's wrong
3: with you? That's what it should be. When it comes what's to your questions, you? absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with yeah. that. I'm going to put a doggy door in my living room, because that's where my dogs go, so it would solve a lot of things, and I know, you know, that's where they go, so I put a doggy door there. But maybe she should, that's what she should do, she should put the doggy door in the house, because if the dogs are afraid of it, they're maybe to go outside. How about that logic?
2: What do you mean? I think you should put a doggy door in the ceiling. That's where I think they should be. Oh,
6: boy. (laughs) Hey, Alan, I have a question about doggy doors, actually, if I can ask that.
2: Ask that question.
14: I have, you know, the two Goldens, and... My boy goes in and out whenever he wants to. That's not an issue. My girl does go through it, but she only goes through it when I suggest that she does. She won't automatically by herself. If she wants to go out, she'll stand by the door and wait for me to say, go ahead through that door or open the sliding door that the doggy door is in. So suggestions about that?
2: Your dog's giving you total respect as a leader. You know, It's really interesting how um, people interpret things that dogs do. When a dog looks at you, and and you understand the message your dog is sending your dog is pretty much saying you're in charge uh... what should i do am i allowed to do this and that's uh, a sign of respect in the dog world because the dog is respecting you as a total leader it's really cool i mean you know i had a woman i helped her bring her baby home to her dog and that was very intelligent that she did that. that's a rottweiler pitbull mix really powerful dog about a year and a half ago and she goes, i want to bring you know i'm gonna have a baby and i i want to do it right I thought about it there must be some way to do this because it's a change in the dog's life and so I told her how to do it but the bottom line is this I'm going to cough guys <coughs> she oh calls me up oh my god
1: uh, that was a good give one me that was a Kleenex, a, that,
2: please she calls me up uh i think it was a month ago and she says i got a problem and i go well what's wrong and she says well the dog hates the baby because the baby's crawling now. And I, I said, well, what what makes you think your dog hates the baby? And she says, well, whenever the baby crawls into the room, the dog just gets up, and he goes to the opposite end of the room, wherever it is, and he lays down, and he doesn't look at the baby. He doesn't interact with the baby. And I said, you know, that is the best possible thing. I mean, you, you're doing everything right. The dog is giving your baby total respect on the food chain because the dog is giving up space, the dog is uh, recognizing the baby being higher up on the, in the pack than he is and is just walking away out of the baby's space and not bugging the baby. And that's exactly what you want. That's exactly what you want. But you see, that's how people interpret things in human terms. Oh, the dog must hate the baby because the dog doesn't want to be around the baby. So with your dog, when your dog wants to go out, she's not using the doggy door because she's waiting
3: for you to give her permission. And that's really cool. That's a great thing. That's good, because now I figured out myself. Because when I go to a restaurant and they want to sit me by a baby, I always say, no, put me at the other (laughs) end of the room. (laughs) (laughs) Joey's giving the baby total respect. Total respect.
4: He knows the baby's higher up than him.
3: Exactly.
6: Dogs or cats, horse or eagle. With today's gas prices, most people are trying to stay away from the pumps, but a peacock in England has fallen in love with one. Every day for the last three years, Mr. P, the lovelorn peacock, walks a quarter mile to visit his girlfriend, the gas pump. He spends the day spreading his fancy feathers in hopes of winning her heart. Ornithologists believe Mr. P is confusing the clicking sounds of the pumps with the sound of a female peacock in a romantic mood. All three peacocks that owner Shirley Horseman hatched from eggs have chosen unusual mates. One of his brothers is in love with the family cat, and the other has a crush on a light fixture. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
15: FIDO Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog.
4: We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy Louise.com.
16: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com.
5: I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. This is a scary story and I don't know how this man was able to do it. He was in Canada and he claims that he grabbed a bear's tongue but it may have actually saved his life. Giles Sears said he was walking through the woods near Grand Falls, New Brunswick when this black bear attacked him. He said it was on top of him before he knew it with a mouthful of teeth wide open in front of his face. He instinctively grabbed the bear's tongue, thinking, if you're going to hurt me, I'm going to hurt you too. He managed to escape the struggle and then hide behind a tree, but not before he suffered some scratches on his stomach and a bite wound on his knee. He was treated for superficial wounds at a nearby hospital. A snorkeler's discovery of a carcass of a strange-looking creature spawning tails of sea serpents off the Southern California coastline. We would like to take the the fish and keep its skeleton jasmine santana she's an instructor at the catalina island marine institute she came across this 18 foot long oarfish on sunday she talked to abc news about it It took about 15 people to carry the long snake-like body out of the water the rarely seen fish can grow to lengths of about 50 feet they're believed to be the basis for tales of sea serpents and dragons in the times of ancient mariners Well, there's a virus that was once thought to affect only pigs and birds, but it's being found in dogs now. Dogs in Ohio, California, Southeast Michigan, they've been getting really sick. In some cases, they've died. It's all due to this virus called the circovirus. The symptoms are similar to other common viruses seen in dogs, and veterinarians like Dr. Craig Brakeman at the Banfield Pet Hospital believe that dogs may not be getting tested for circovirus. He said pet owners don't need to be worried about the virus just yet, but use common sense and you should educate yourself on what to look out for he also suggests making sure your dog is up to date on vaccines well it was often said that people arriving in australia expect to see wildlife like kangaroo just hopping down the main street however it's not often that marsupials are seen inside major facilities like airports. Arthur Stevens has this report on a surprise visit to the Melbourne airport.
15: Travellers at Australia's second busiest airport had a surprise on Wednesday morning when a small kangaroo bounced its way through the main Qantas terminal and into a chemist shop. The stressed and injured animal hopped past travellers before it was found perusing the hair care section of the pharmacy. A Melbourne Airport spokesperson says the rue was visibly distressed after being hit by a vehicle. The chemist was shut down by federal police before volunteers from Wildlife Australia were able to corner and safely tranquilise the eastern grey. It's now being cared for at a shelter after undergoing treatment. Arthur
2: Stevens, Melbourne.
5: See, I have constituents all over this world, even in Melbourne. I'm Stacey Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com.
16: This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
18: Don't you just hate paying for things you don't need? Man, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to backup computer files and data to a safe place on the web, and that's great. But what makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue with the same features, the same data protection, the same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents for every gigabyte used. Heck, that's less than a dime per gigabyte. PennyBackup.com continually backs up your data and files, and if your computer gets stepped on by an elephant or your hard drive crashes, you'll be able to download all of your important data to a new computer immediately. And PennyBackup.com is as safe as the other guys. It just costs a lot less at 8.9 cents per gigabyte. Want more proof? Go to PennyBackup.com for a free 30-day trial and see for yourself. See how much money you'll save for no loss of service or security. It's PennyBackup.com.
11: So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life.
19: Hey, this is Paula Poundstone. Wait, I forget where I am.
11: Animal Radio.
19: Animal Radio. I love that. All right. hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eating alive.
20: It's Animal Radio, one 405
1: 8405 And uh, we're so delighted to have, welcome to the air, Dina Harris. She uh, she wrote a book, something a topic that's really near and dear to us, because we have a couple of fat cats here at the Animal Radio studios. One's on steroids, so it's okay, but the other one just eats a lot. Uh, her brand new book, Does This Collar Make My Butt Look Big?, Is going to be a bestseller after today. This is it. Mark my word. This is going to make
4: it shoot up on the charts.
1: Dina, how are you doing?
21: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Do you have a fat cat? I have two fat cats. Um, yeah, it's really embarrassing. This is, you know, my fourth cat book. So Everybody kind of looks at me as the cat expert on, sure. you know, cat health and cat diet, and I'm like, no, my, my cats are obese. It's embarrassing. It's
4: <laughs> just like the shoemaker's child is always barefoot. Yeah, I don't know. Every, exactly, every week right. we
1: get thousands of questions about uh, animals, but people look at our animals and they go, what? Yeah. You, you're that, giving you, us you,
21: advice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just... I just nod knowingly, and I'm like, ah, yes, this is exactly what you should do with your pet. But, yeah, I obviously have no idea because, yeah, every cat I I have is overweight.
1: (laughs) Well, now, how big is your pet or your cat, and and what really is overweight considered? I mean, is it like 17, 18, 30 pounds? I mean,
21: I've got, um, we have two cats right now, uh, which is ironic because I'm actually allergic to cats, but um, (laughs) they're both probably in the 15 to 16-pound range, and they probably should be more in the 12-pound range.
1: Okay. So you haven't, yeah. you haven't really read your book. <laughs> whatever.
21: No, they they have uh, yeah, like vetoed the book since I started writing it. They are not fans of the book.
1: <laughs> what you got to say is they started out as forty five pound cats, and then and look uh, at them now. Yeah,
21: well, no, this exactly. Ain't, in all exactly. Se- it's like the Weight Watchers model.
1: Yes, and in all seriousness, there is a big obesity problem with our cats and dogs. And uh, look around, mm-hmm. because I mean, two of our four are fat. So tell us. What are some things that we can do to uh, uh, reduce the weight without, you know, I free feed them right now. I know that's my first problem, is I just put down food and I let them eat, and when the bowls are empty, I put more down. That's wrong, isn't it?
21: <laughs> that, that's probably not the best strategy. No. No, not at all. Um, well, the, you know, the book itself is actually a parody of all the the diet and health books for humans out on the market, so it's much more tongue-in-cheek about sure. how to get your cat to lose weight than it is, um, you know, actual diet tips to do it, you know, there's the, a chapter on body cleanses for cats and, uh, you know, exercises like, you know, how many calories can a cat burn climbing up and and down the screen door and that sort of thing. (laughs) Well,
4: you know, I think our cats have read your book because there is a part in there about eat whatever you want, just throw it up at 3 a.m. in the middle of the bedroom floor so your humans can wake up and... Step in step in it. Yeah.
21: Yeah, I I say I think that is the weight loss strategy of most felines out there. You know, they at least my cats, they gorge themselves. I mean, people talk about dogs, you know, rushing to their dish and overeating. Dogs mm-hmm. have nothing on my cat. We put food <laughs> out and you would think that we abuse them and never feed them the way they charge the dish every morning, you know, yeah. and then they just stuff themselves. And then, yeah, you find little treats for yourself around the house all day. It's really fun.
1: It's much easier to get a dog to lose weight.
21: Yeah, it's kind well, of... It's hard to exercise a cat. Yeah, you know? they don't, they don't do you know, that. We, we try, my best, like, we well, need to play with your cats and get the red laser point out and get the jingle ball out and, and you know I'm throwing the jingle ball to my cat and I'm the one ending up chasing it going look you know, look <laughs> this is how you do it and you know the cat's looking at me like you're an idiot
1: <laughs> well they should have a Weight Watchers for cats or something like
21: that, that that's actually in the book I talk about um, you know where I have it in the book I have um, a dog is actually like the Weight Watchers council for the cats calling in and you know so the dog's whole strategy is give me your food you know, the cat was calling for advice, and you know, it's like, uh, can I eat, you know, raw tuna? Can I eat this? And the dog's like, no, no, you need to send that to me. I'll, I'll help. I'll take care of that for you.
2: Oh, I like that. I like that you made the dog smarter than the cat. I like that.
21: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of, you know, how dogs go about things. They're just like the vacuum cleaners of the world.
2: See, our dog helps our
4: cats. She's always in there cleaning up the bowls. Yeah, exactly. Well,
1: it's a fun little book. I like it. I'd like to go ahead and give out 10 copies of it right now. Does This Collar Make My Butt Look Big? It's a diet book for cats. Tongue in cheek by Dina Harris. And uh, you can pick it up right now at one 405 8405 for the first 10 callers. If you're not one of the first 10 callers, head on over to Amazon.com and order that puppy up immediately and make this lady a millionaire. <laughs> it, that, that would sound?
21: work for me and my fat cat. That would be great.
1: <laughs> Dina, thanks for joining us.
21: Thank you very
4: much.
1: Bye bye now. That's kind of cute. I wish I could. It all... is
4: cute. I love the the cover. The cat, uh, cartoon cat, looking in the mirror, turning around, looking at his butt in the mirror with a collar on. It. Yeah, it's just, but,
8: a, but that's it's assuming a, that cats really care what they look like. I haven't seen many cats nope. that really look stressed <laughs> out about how they're looking. You know, they're kind of just let it all hang out and like lick themselves with their belly hanging out. Oh well, that's our cats.
4: Well, they're confident. They're sh- sure of themselves.
8: Absolutely.
22: Good day, animal lovers. Vinny Penn, your party animal, coming at you on Animal Radio. Got an interesting question I'd like to ask you folks out there. And, of course, feel free hit me up at Vinny at AnimalRadio.com. And it is Vinnie, I-E, at the end, much as my father hated that. He always thought I should go V-I-N-N-Y but another story perhaps for another time. Uh, My question is this. Why is it whenever I park my car in a convenience store parking lot and I'm getting out and cutting between two other cars on my way to walk into the store, the rabid, aggressive, hostile beast that someone has left in their vehicle, usually a pickup truck, is ninja quiet until I'm in between the two cars and then lunges through the halfway rolled-down window of the truck just at the time that I'm passing through the cars. Can anyone answer that? It's like these dogs are left in the front seat of the vehicle and, and almost trained to, now, you don't make a sound, don't let anybody know you're in there, until they're creeping in between our car and the car next to us and then scare the bejesus out of them. Because you know the guys who own these dogs say things like, bejesus. The other day I was on my way into the convenience store. I just wanted to grab a soda, which I didn't even wind up doing because the, the Mountain Dew would have finished me off the heart attack I had in the parking lot. It would have been the final blow. I'm st- walking in between a car and a truck. This, uh, this, this, this German Shepherd Pitbull Rottweiler hybrid. Yes, I believe they exist and I'm going to call it a Germitt Ryler. Germitweiler. I'm going to call it a Germitweiler. Comes lunging through the halfway rolled down window just at the mo- I mean not 3 minutes before to 3 seconds before, not 3 feet before, just as I'm in between and there's just enough window down so that when he's barking wildly, his saliva splatters me on the side of my face and I have to scream, which I've been told I scream kind of like a girl in the parking lot of the convenience store. The owner, of course, thinks this is hilarious, but if I was with my five-year-old, that would have been it. The dogs would have been off limits for the rest of her life. So please, somebody out there tell me, are dog owners training their dogs to sit like ninjas on the front seat of their vehicle with the window rolled halfway down, trained to wait just until that person cuts in between their vehicle and the one next to it? Just for laughs. Is it... I got it. It's a hidden camera show. It's when dogs scare the crap out of you in parking lots. And hey, Vinnie Penn's on the the debut episode. Vinnie Penn,
0: party animal, Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This
11: portion
1: of Animal Radio is brought to you by FlexRx. Like people, as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem they face. Now, FlexRX doesn't just mask those symptoms; it restores natural joint function. FlexRX—it's available at Pet Supplies Plus, and you can get a ten dollars off coupon by heading over to AnimalRadio.com and clicking on the Flex Pet uh, little graphic logo thing there.
4: What a deal!
3: Hey, Joey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Splendid. Were you really stuck in traffic last week? <laughs> You know, that's why I had to send you a picture of me in the traffic because I, I knew the you picture. weren't good. And the first picture I sent was actually off the news report. And then I said, yeah, "You know what? They're not going to believe that." Yeah, yeah that's, so that's, had to that's send a generic. You a Anybody can do a picture like that. It, yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's why I had to stick my face in the picture. But yeah, I was um, a gravel truck turned over. Oh wow! I shut down the whole highway. Oh, no. Well, we missed you last week. Yeah, I miss being there, actually. Yeah. I hate to, you know, sitting in traffic at the most fun thing. You know, Animal Radio says just a notch above that. Just one. <laughs> just barely, yeah. Notch. Oh, Well, what's going on so, this week? Oh, I've just found my glasses. I've been looking for... You know, remember when I asked you about my glasses? They were on top of my head. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I was wasn't going to say anything me. about that. Anyway, well, I got a, um, I got an email from someone about um, about a cat, so we're going to do a little cat thing today. Really? Okay. And um, what, what's happened is, is their cat stinks, and their cat stinks every time it uses the little pan.
6: Smelly cat, smelly cat, what are they feeding you? Everybody! Smelly cat, smelly cat, it's not your fault. Monica! They won't take you to the vet. Chandler! (laughs)
21: Obviously not their favorite pet. Joey!
20: May not be a bed of roses.
6: Rachel, urine a friend
21: to those
3: with noses. <laughs> exactly. You now everyone knows what um, cat urine smells oh, like. You know, it's it, the it's, worst. It's, oh. And um, when, when your cat smells like it, the last thing you want to do is, is pet your cat. Yeah. But there's two really good, easy alternatives. Now. Cat yarn is very, very acidic, okay? And most yarn is. So what you got to do is you got to break that down. There's two household products that you probably have at home that could do it real easy. Now, you can go out there and you could buy some good stuff like that Joey Villani um, pet and stain <laughs> remover, which is really I good. I hear it's or, good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you could just go in your refrigerator and you could find um, a <laughs> little bit of, of white vinegar or even bacon soda. Now, if your cat likes to be brushed, I like using the bacon powder because we've talked about this a 100 times, uh-huh. where it's going to clean the cat as well. Okay, or clean any coat. And what you could do is you could sprinkle it on and you could put it into private areas. They're not going to get irritated, nothing's going to happen. But what it's going to do, it's going to alkaline the acid. So it's, it's going to take that swell, smell away rather quickly. You put it on, you sprinkle it on, you brush it through, um, and your cat will smell good. If you want something that maybe your cat doesn't let you brush them, um, a um, 50% white vinegar water solution, spray it on, um, let it dry. Now understand one thing your cat's going to smell. Like a salad until it dries. So, uh-huh. um, so, just if you don't like the smell of vinegar, then your baking powder is um, baking soda, not powder. I never knew um, there was a difference, but there is a difference. There's a big, huge difference. Okay. And one, the powder is not going to do anything as far as um breaking down that acid, and um. It's funny. that You know, that's an old remedy. I remember my grandfather, when he had indigestion, Okay, and I didn't understand a word he said because he spoke Italian, uh, bet would you put, do. put the baking soda <laughs> in a cup of water, um, a tea, uh, like a quarter of a teaspoon, and drink it. And that used to get rid of his indigestion. Well, I never understood it, but now, after being in the pedantry, I just know it breaks down acid. So that's why it's so good on urine. This is Animal Radio.
20: I'm Beth Stern on Animal Radio, and adopt from your local shelter.
15: Well, it's Animal Radio, my
1: friend, toll free, 1-866-405-8405. If you just tuned in, Joey
3: Vellani eloquently waxing the virtues of baking soda. Matter of fact, it's the greatest, and people don't realize this. You know what? I'm going to give you an extra tip today. Okay. Two for one. (laughs) In your carpets. Urine in the carpets. Use it heavy like you would carpet fresh. Really? Sprinkle it in your carpets. Yes, absolutely. But move it around because you want it to get down into the carpet. Now, one thing, once the urine has penetrated the carpet and it's it's in that padding underneath them, there's not much you're going to do there. But if it's just an area that they spot every now and then, put this in. Rub it through real good and vacuum it up, and that's also because it does the same thing. It's going to neutralize. Now, sometimes you may have to dampen it a little because if it if it's dried completely, what you need to do is dampen it, and it, it may even foam up. And if it foams up, don't worry about it. It's not going to damage your carpet. And um, and if it does, just um, yeah, howl at animal radios. is send <laughs> the bill <ability laughs> to want to sue for that. Okay, so I just this, send the, yeah. I want to use baking soda for the carpet too. Yes, okay. baking, always soda, never powder. Soda. Okay, okay, as far as as far as what we're using it for. Okay. Dang. And that's it. You know, two for one this week. I'm so, going to be busy a after double, work. You, know, you know what? I figured I wasn't here last week, so there you go.
4: There you go. You made up for it.
3: Yeah. Meh. No one likes a smelly cat. No, no one does. Hey, Jody.
23: Hi, how are you?
3: Good.
1: Where are you calling from?
23: I'm calling from Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Hey, awesome. I know you're here, Dr. Debbie. I've communicated hey. with you a couple times via email <laughs> about my children.
8: Hey. <laughs> awesome. So, who are we talking about today?
23: Well, actually, both of them. I'm, I'm contemplating. I'm just seeing a lot of stuff out there right now about toilet training, and I've been contemplating trying to venture out into that. And I'm not. I'm, I'm really on the fence. I think it would be a really great idea, but they're 11, and I know that that's still possible. But my fear is um, rebellion and um, elimination in areas that are not going to be acceptable while I'm in the process. I'm just kind of curious okay. if you've. Experiences with other patients and what their experiences have been.
8: And we are talking kitties, right? Yes, sorry. Because <laughs> I can't help you if we're talking children in the no. least. <laughs> no cats,
23: yeah. Uh, yeah. Whether, it's, whether it's a boy and a
13: girl, yeah.
8: Okay. Alright. Thank goodness. Whoosh. I thought it was out of my, uh, <laughs> my, my milieu here. Um, so yes, um, you know, it depends. Potty training, um, toilet training, a older kitty can be done. Um, but I'd have to say that, um, I, would, I definitely prefer it in younger kitties, um, just because right. I find that they're a little bit more uh, malleable in their toilet uh, habits. Um, for an older kitty, yes, we, we could run into some problems with uh, avoidance and not wanting to use uh, the toilet um, in place of the, the litter box. Um, that being said, I, I know many clients who have done that successfully, and the cat prefers uh, the toilet. Um, right. I think a lot of it is on an individual thing. Now, the only thing I would caution in an 11-year-old, cat, if we're asking them to change not just the litter box, but we're asking them to jump up to a much higher um, structure, you know, there's a lot of kitties in that age group that can have lower spine disease, um, basically spinal arthritis, and um, jumping up that high might be asking them a bit much. Now, it's not the kind of thing cats complain about, Mm -hmm. um, but it is one of the more common reasons that a kitty might not want to crawl into their regular litter box, so... So, um, age wise, I might be a little less apt to recommend that for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you sound uh, like you've looked into it a bit. So, have you uh, oh, yeah. dabbled into it? Uh, well, I mean, you know, there's
23: a couple products out there. I've, I've, you know, researched on the internet. I've also seen a few tape, you know, uh, videos on YouTube, and they show. And I know it's a process. I know it's bringing the litter box into the bathroom, raising it up a couple inches a day, getting them used to the height. Um, both of them are very spry, you know, I don't have an, you know, anytime I walk into a bathroom and one of them follows me and they immediately jump up onto the, onto the toilet, you know, just to get closer to my, my level. So I don't know if that, um, if the spinal thing is an issue, but like you said, they Mm -hmm. don't complain about it. Um, but they're both very much willing to jump on top of things. So I think it would just be, um, more of a concern that while we're in the training process that they, um, might, might. Deliberately make mistakes and what kind of fallout that might have in the household. If it was just me, I wouldn't care because, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I understand that. But I've got other members of the family that may not be as as generous with that as I would be. So, you know, I'm yeah, I've may not clean with it, up the but, duty. <laughs> right? Be and, for well, you. I'm more concerned more about urine than I would be about about the other. But um, you know, I, I, I was just curious if you've had experience with other patients and. And patience, and, and what types of results? It sounds to me like age doesn't necessarily mean anything as long as you're, com, you know, um, as long as you're considerate of their of their training process and of their abilities to, to get it and to back up a step if you need to, you know, and that kind of thing. And I know it's it's probably a, a good four to six, maybe a few more weeks to know that mm-hmm. that's actually done. But I was just, I just was calling in to see. So do you think maybe you're even do doctor, it? Maybe even the, the pet psychic could tell me if my cats are <laughs> even remotely interested. Do you,
8: do you think you're going to do it?
19: I'm still debating.
8: Uh, you know, I'd have to say, though, you did say one thing that you said when you're in the bathroom, they kind of jump up. So if they're kind of like in your biz when you're doing your biz, yeah. then, you know, they might be the kind of kitties that will, um, kind of see that almost as a, um, you know, a way to join your, your social, uh, toilet, <laughs> if you will. So, so yeah, I, I guess I, after hearing that, I might be a little bit more encouraged to try it. But, uh, yeah. I so, just don't want to make
23: any mistakes. I, I tried the, um, what is that? The, the litter mate one. And without realizing it, I had it on the automatic, so it scared the daylight out uh, of them. And it took me yeah. a while to get them, coax them back into using. You know, I should have had it not on the automatic. I should have had, it. as soon as I know that they've left the room, go in and, and turn it on and let it do its thing. But I think I scared them off of that. Anyway, I appreciate your time. And Wait, your
1: send us pictures if it works. Will you?
23: Huh? <laughs> Will you send
1: me pictures if it works?
23: Oh, there's pictures all over the Internet that it works, <laughs> and they're hysterical. I mean, the videos are just too much, and you just watch them, and you're like, gosh, I really wish that was mine, because I would save so much money. Do you have two time. bathrooms? I have three. Oh, okay. I've got one that would be ideal um, for them, because I could put the litter box in front of the toilet. There's definitely the space for it to have that, um, that capability. So I have thought it through. It's just, I think it's just taking the steps. So,
9: I wouldn't want to have to share the thing. toilet with the cat. Right? Uh, yeah,
8: I, I don't know that we'd want to be sharing the toilet with the kitty, especially if they're...
1: <laughs> don't leave any oh, interesting really? reading so you're in there If toilet never that the
8: kitty's using, it's probably better to leave it that that's their bathroom.
1: Yeah, probably there oh, was okay. in the, Yeah, that's Something to think
23: about, too. I hadn't thought of it that way, either. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much. I I'd love the show. It's so entertaining to listen to.
1: It sure is. Thanks. Thank you for calling today. 1 866 405 8405. And it is like that young lady right there with that call that makes it interesting and entertaining to yes. listen to.
4: Listeners <laughs> like her, callers
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 405 8405. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, Judy, you've booked quite a show today, have you not?
4: Don't I always? Don't answer.
1: Cat Karen is going to be on the show today, no relation to Cat Cora, the uh, Iron Chef.
4: I know you got a crush on her. Well, she, remember when she was on the show? Yes, yeah, she was. She, was she didn't
1: like me. She doesn't like boys. No, but anyway, does. our guest is not Cat Cora, and is in fact Cat Warren. She trains cadaver dogs.
4: People are so. Sweet. I wonder
1: how she trains them.
7: <laughs>
4: you know, I, I used to work for search and rescue, and one of the girls, her dog was also a cadaver dog, and she actually had body parts in her freezer that she would really? use. Where does she get them? I guess you get them from medical schools Walmart, and things Walmart. like that. <laughs>
1: the body parts section at Walmart. Aisle 7. Yeah, yes.
5: Yeah. They got everything there. Miss Cohn. Do you ever find yourself at home alone, drinking a glass of wine, thinking, ah, yep. oh, I just wish I had somebody here with me? Then you look at your cat, and then your cat hides and jumps on the curtains or something. Well, now in japan they're kicking back with their cats there's a wine for cats that's been developed oh boy. it's got catnip in it too i'll give you all the details coming up on animal radio news i'm going to stick around just for that because
4: i was say, just make sure you don't grab the wrong glass i
8: might try yeah, it I, you never know <laughs> it could be
2: good. Not, not everything out of japan is great did you guys see the toilet restaurant the new toilet restaurant that right does, here in los angeles in los angeles really yes so what is, i forget what it's called the happy flush or something and <laughs> You know, it's opening up, and it was open for a week, and you go in there, you sit on the toilet, and you eat out of, like, toilet bowls, and, uh, you know, people oh are just goodness. excited.
4: Ah, uh, You're making this up.
2: No, I'm not. Go uh, Google it. You'll see. I don't make anything up, man. I don't have to. That's the beauty of life. You don't have to.
4: <laughs> There's enough craziness out there.
2: Oh, I've got
1: stories. Joey, it's so good to have you back. Thank you so much. It was uh, Yes, thank you. Alan's in a bit of a mood today.
2: He, he didn't no, get much know, sleep last night. I got, I got night. a lot of problems, man. I, I got problems. You know, you people don't care. I mean, you just, you don't care. Alan, we don't have problems.
4: time for all your problems.
2: I had issues
1: last week, Joey. He did have issues did. last week. You had issues? And they've carried lots. on to this week. They've doubled. Put your issues aside for just the next couple of hours, Alan, as we answer listeners' questions about their dogs. Dog father Joey Volani is also here. Dr. Debbie and animal communicator Joy Turner. Hi, Diana. Welcome to the show.
19: Hi, thanks for taking my call.
1: What's going on?
19: Oh, I have a reindeer who has gotten extremely aggressive. Wait, 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 wait. Okay,
1: wait. But- <laughs> like a reindeer chihuahua breed?
19: Uh, D- a reindeer, Rantifer charandus, yeah. Caribou,
8: okay.
1: <laughs> oh, as a pet.
19: Okay. Uh, well, actually, I have the largest herd of reindeer in California. So, yeah, they're my pets, but at Christmas time, they work. And this one's gotten very aggressive and it's a female i've had her for two years she's never done this before she has to go to work in about a week and a half and she'll be gone for the whole season and at one point during the time she's out there i actually have to get in an elevator with her and the way she's behaving right now i don't think that can happen so anybody with any ideas help
8: so she's aggressive to you or or to other reindeer
19: she's she's gone after of my handlers so far she hasn't come after me but she's gone after two of my handlers and just without any warning just suddenly bam
1: wow I
19: don't,
8: she okay. wants to do and, this anymore yeah, I
1: don't think so either <laughs> and, and
8: is, she, is she in a breeding herd or is she kept separate or how is that
19: um, no I don't have a breeding permit so she's not in a breeding herd okay. but it is you know, you're right it is the season of rut so it may yeah. be hormones but it hasn't happened before which makes me worry the
1: season yeah. of what? What was that?
8: It It's called the rut or the rutting season, and it's basically the mating season, which kind of falls in the October, November months. That's
1: interesting. They call it the rut.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
19: <laughs> so, yeah, you know his antlers are going to drop soon, right? Here we go.
8: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so ignoring hal here i'm sorry i can't get over (laughs) mrs
1: claus is calling animal radio
8: so (laughs) you know i guess part of that would be um and i'm 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 digging deep here because i'm going to be honest here with you diana i my my forte is definitely small animals, so i'm pulling out some data out of my uh, rotten brain cells from back in vet school here um but even though she may not be bred um certainly she may be showing some aggression from just being in that hormonal season and um in, in the winter months the reindeer, I don't know if you've experienced this, but some of the females are actually far more aggressive. And if they're in a breeding herd, they're going to be even heightened um, in their aggression. And that's just because they're, you know, protecting their developing offspring. So, um. I, I guess this is gonna fall into a little bit more of like herd management and population management. Um mm-hmm. as far as I don't know within the scope that she's behaving or that she's handled right now, I'm 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 not sure that um her behavior is gonna be very good for continuing that. Um I don't know if you're familiar with the you may be already a, a member of the reindeers, owner and breeders association. Um yes, I am. Okay, because I do know that there are some resources with that group, um, with some folks across the country, and they might be, you know, a little bit more skilled at how to manage the population aspect of things. Um, but I, I gotta say, gosh, you gotta be careful there with the, the, your handlers.
19: Well, yeah, I'm used to getting beat up by the boys, but the girls just are <laughs> totally totally out of care.
1: Wow, so I just I'm... don't think of reindeer as being aggressive at all. I uh, mean...
19: Well, you know, when their hormones kick in, they don't have any control over who they are. Yeah. Easier, say right? about... They're more dangerous tiger eyes. Than
8: yeah, <laughs> but... yeah. Well, and we say the the men with hormones are, you know, they're equally as uh, dangerous and dumb. <laughs>
19: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that one, I guess.
8: <laughs> but
19: anyway, I was thinking of putting, you know, the horses, they have stuff that's got that valerian in it, that's like a feed through type thing that I could mix with their pellets. And I wasn't sure if that would be something that would help her or not to level off a
8: bit. You know, that might be a possibility. And, you know, some of the other things that I know for more topical or envirom- environmental treatment will be things like dilute lavender oil. You know, I don't know how much that might help with the hoofstock, but, you know, it, it would certainly be yeah. worth something trying.
19: I was thinking if I could get some of those yellow mushrooms of the red spot, reindeer-like, I could get her drunk and she'd probably be in a better mood. Oh, my <laughs> god.
8: <laughs> She's counting down the days till the big day here come December. <laughs>
19: <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm still working with her, but I'm not letting anyone else work in her, but I'm dreading the elevator ride with her, so that's, that's the worst thing coming up. Once she gets where she's going, no one has to handle her, so she's strictly on display, but it's uh-huh. getting her in and out of the building and up and down the elevator that's a little bit, unnerving to me right now
8: with her behavior so hopefully we can get it done well well my best wishes go out to you there diane i mean heck i have some great danes that are hard to manage in the hospital you know getting a caribou into an <laughs> elevator is going to be a challenge
1: <laughs> hey send us a picture will you send us a picture of your deer? Can you just, I sure will. I'd love just to see it.
8: Too.
1: Uh, well, you can uh, you can either do it to your Facebook page there or to uh, your voice at animalradio.com Your voice at animalradio.com We'd love to see that. We'll post that up at the website. And I've learned so much on the show today. I do. <laughs> Thank you from the listeners.
7: Okay.
1: Take care of yourself. You. There you go. Mrs. Claus calling and uh, very upset because her deer are aggressive this
0: year. The
19: female.
1: The female deer because they're in a rut, which is exactly what I call it,
0: the rut. (laughs) You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at
11: 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Randy Travis here, and you're listening to Animal Radio.
24: Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Are you a woman over 40? Do you want to lose weight and body fat? Does it seem harder than ever to lose weight? Do you ever experience hot flashes or have trouble falling asleep? You're not alone, and it's not your fault. Stubborn weight gain, hot flashes, and sleeplessness are common symptoms of menopause. But here's some great news about two great products. Amberin can help you balance hormones and relieve your hot flashes, sleeplessness, irritability, and other symptoms of menopause. And you can finally lose weight. Yes, even that stubborn body fat with Amberin Weight Loss, a powerful new product that'll help you get the results you want. Call now and ask how you can receive a free sample of Amberin Weight Loss and start losing weight. Just call 1-800-338-4293. You can finally lose the weight and all those other awful menopause symptoms. But you must call now. Hurry, this is a limited time offer. To claim your complimentary free sample, call right now at 1-800-338-4293. That's 1-800-338-4293.
9: Hey, this is Guy Fieri. Now, when your recipe calls for red peppers, chili powder, garlic, and onions, you got the start of some awesome chili and maybe some heartburn. If that's the case, roll out the Role-AIDS Liquid.
11: Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. New Rolaids Liquid gets you back in the action fast. Even when your worst heartburn symptoms flare up, ROL-AIDS Liquid dual active formula coats and soothes for rapid relief. New Rolaids Liquid in your choice of mint or cherry. Use as directed.
9: R-O-L-A-I-D-S.
2: Now that's how you spell relief.
1: Hey, Alan, you're a little grumpy today.
2: You didn't sleep well last night. What, yeah, well, up? no, I'm not grumpy. I mean, I never said I was grumpy. I just said I, you know, I didn't sleep well, and my brain is a little, you know, I got a lot of pressure, Hal. You know, I, you know, I don't live the life like you, the glamorous. I don't. The, the celebrities don't come to my house, you know. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I have, I have pressure. You know, I, I, I'm a real person.
1: Here, Hal. Uh, he needs Hal. A, yes. a little, a little grumpy. He is just, just a little, little, just a little, just a little. Let's <laughs> give him a group hug. What do you say? You can can touch me if you
2: can stand the smell. I'm not a group (laughs) hug guy. You're all welcome.
1: (laughs) 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, and animal communicator Joy Turner all here for you. And uh, the great book just came across my desk called What the Dog Knows, The Science and Wonder of Working Dogs. And it was written by Cat Warren. Cat. I know. It seems like she should write a
4: cat book. I don't know. Yes. That's just personal. And
1: we welcome her to the show. Hey, Kat, how are you doing?
4: I'm
14: doing great. Thanks for having me on.
1: I first want to tell everyone that you're a professor, former journalist uh, with a somewhat unorthodox hobby. You work with cadaver dogs, or a cadaver dog. Is that correct?
14: That's right. I've got a pup in training, and fingers crossed, you know, in eight or ten years, she might be worth something. It It takes that long? Really? Oh, no. Well, it doesn't take that long, but you know training young pups that have their own ideas about doing things, you know, you think, oh my God, am I ever going to get there?
1: Sure. Well, now tell listeners what a cadaver dog is, for those that don't know.
14: So a cadaver dog basically is a dog that goes out and tries to find somebody who is missing and presumed dead. So the idea is that at the point where police are pretty sure that they're looking no longer for somebody who's alive... a a cadaver dog goes out and essentially works areas where their only job is to pick up the scent of human remains and sort of tell the police or the rescuers or whoever is there where that person is. Now, without
1: getting too morbid, how do you train a dog to find dead people?
14: Well, ideally, and it depends on the state, but ideally you're using the same materials that they're going out searching for. So in North Carolina, we've got pretty reasonable laws about what we can use for training materials. So, you know, I have... I have some bone. I have often a little dirt from underneath a decomposing body is a really good thing to train dogs on uh, because th- that dirt contains um, a lot of scent, as you can imagine, for any number of years. and um, And so you're trying to train the dog on the spectrum of scent that they're going to, Find if they're out looking for somebody, or if they're looking not to be morbid. If they're looking for part of somebody, and um, in some states you actually can't have those materials. And some people work with stuff called pseudoscent, which is what we've got as the closest sort of the closest approximation fake, fake. of. Fake Human dead.
1: Yeah, oh. fake dead, which I think is Bottled, yep. is it's Carrot Top's career, is in a bottle, That <laughs> is what
14: they, is they... But, you know, now
4: I can understand, you know, placing these items around and having, you know, training the dog, but how do you train
14: them to search for somebody in the water? The water stuff is fascinating, and um, and it's, this, it's the same thing. The fact is, is that once somebody is gone, if you, say, have a drowning victim, and not to be too delicate about it, they decompose just like they do on land, and that means that they're sending up gases, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't use the metaphor that I use with grade school students, um, or high school students, so it's like we've all farted in a bathtub. <laughs> we know what that looks like, we know how gases will come up Wait, to guys the surface, are real quiet. right? Accidentally or on purpose, and then the dog at that point in a boat is actually just picking that up at the surface of the water. And sometimes oils come up, too. So I have loved watching dogs work on water and teaching solo how to do it. But also in the research for the book, I mean 220, 230 feet of water, which is like 11 stories or 12 stories high. It's an amazing thing until you think about the fact that those gases are at the surface of the water.
1: Sure. My dog, Ladybug the studio stunt dog, a small little 10 pounder. Uh she likes to roll in dead stuff all the time. D- yeah. Does she is she a good candidate for this type of dog or are there certain breeds that like to roll in dead stuff more?
14: You know, I you know, I've had dogs who like to and dogs that don't and it doesn't seem to be relevant. I would say that what you want in a dog who's doing searches, is you want them to be able to cover the territory. So the tiniest little chihuahua may not be the best for covering 200 acres of North Carolina woods. Um, and you want a dog that's got a lot of energy and wants to work for a reward and has a nose. And so the early military researchers were working with some lap dogs um, for uh, bomb detection and for detecting guns in airports. They wanted a dog that they could take into an airport where it wasn't immediately obvious what the dog was there for. And during hijacking, hijackings in the seventies, the military researchers thought, you know what? Let's try whippets. Let's try lap dogs. I have beautiful snapshots of poodles in airports, right? Um, you just you need a dog with a nose who's happy to work for a reward. The, uh, I mean, do you want to train your dog to do that? Probably
1: not. Uh, no. Probably not. She, you know, we have one of these uh, ugly corpse flowers that blooms every six years. No, we don't. But
14: <laughs> <laughs> it's, I couldn't help writing about it. The name was too beautiful.
1: It, it smells like death. Essentially. It's the only flower that smells really...
14: smells like death. It has putrescine and cadaverine, a couple of the compounds. Yeah, it smells really, really bad.
1: Do you use that at all as a uh, simulated smell of death?
14: No, because, you know, um, uh, there are a lot of things that have those compounds. I mean, certain kinds of cheese that my husband loves. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Has has that in it. So what you what you really need is as close as you can get to what the smell of human remains is. And animal remains are even different than human remains. So you're trying to really uh, get close. And I think that Solo would not be fooled by a corpse flower.
1: Is this pretty cool or what?
2: Well, it is really cool. And I've actually worked with dogs that sniff for uh, bombs at the airport. And, you know, they are unassuming. And we, we used to train them to sit you know, in front of a bag that had something suspicious in it. And, yeah, you'd you walk these dogs through the airport. Nobody even pays any attention to them because they just look like, you know, little tiny, unassuming. Some of them were mutts, too. So yep. it isn't. I, you know, I have a question. How long will the gases rise to the top of the water? Like, let's say a body disappears. What's the time frame where the you know the dog could actually find a body before it stops giving off a scent?
14: You know, I I think it depends on the temperature of the water. Um, I think that it depends on um, where the body is. There aren't any good studies about bodies in water. There is. Plenty of evidence showing that dogs can smell um, remains that are have been around for hundreds of years. Alan, are
4: you I planning tell something? Yeah, that's yeah. a very Alan, suspicious What you planning? <laughs> planning? Yeah. I, I always,
2: I always tell people. I always yeah, tell people, you know, worry that about dog the is... time
14: frame. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Within your lifetime, I... a dog can probably, if the water's cool enough, wow. still figure out where something is. Wow!
2: I, I always tell people that dogs, you know, they have this amazing sense of smell attached to a tiny little brain. You know, I mean, you got the two-year-old mind with the incredible sense of smell. It's almost like a, a, a like a, a crazy person with a tank, you know, somebody who can't you know, do math with yeah, a
14: tank. Yeah, I've always kind of thought that humans have a pretty bad nose attached to a pretty small brain, so. Uh. <laughs> well,
1: That's we've only awesome. touched the surface of this great book. It's called What the Dog Knows, the Science and Wonder of Working Dogs. The author, Cat Warren, is joining us, and I have 10 copies to give away right now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 If you're not lucky enough to be one of those 10 callers, head on over to your bookstore, or head online to Amazon and and type in what the dog knows. Cat, we thank you for spending so much time with us. We're going to have to do it again soon. Thank you so
2: much for having me on. You know why dogs roll around in dead stuff? Why? Well, scientists don't actually know for sure, but they think it's to disguise their scent. When dogs were in the wild, they didn't want to be prey. Ah. So to disguise their scent. And that's why their poop stinks, too. So to disguise their scent, they would roll around in dead stuff, so that anything that uh, you know would could eat them would think that they were just smelling like something that's already decomposed and dead. Well,
1: there's nothing that's that pretty cool. Ladybug will pass dead. She she's got a roll in every smell. Oh yeah. You know, you've got to give her a bath like once a day, twice a day sometimes. Not really.
3: <laughs> um, preferably. <laughs> dream. Yes. My dream customer. Yeah. Uh,
4: well, fortunately, she can just. I just stick her in the sink she's wash and wear there's no trying or anything
1: dogs are amazing Stacy what are you working on
5: well, just like with humans, uh, pet insurance, they only seem to cover a certain amount of things. And it used to be if you had a pre-existing condition, you couldn't get coverage for yourself. Well, that's changing with Obamacare. And you know what? It's changing in the pet industry, too. If your uh, cat or dog has a hereditary or a congenital condition, some good news. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
15: Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-645-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-myTV. Sign up for packages starting as low as 19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade and free professional installation. You control what you watch, when you watch it. Record your favorite shows. Pause and rewind live TV. Even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just 19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-645-MyTV. 1-855-645-MyTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-645-MyTV. 1-855-645-MyTV.
11: This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency.
12: Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562.
16: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com.
5: I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. You know, with Obamacare, there's so many different options for health care, lots of different types of policies, and you know what? Your cats and dogs have these same options now. Cats and dogs in nearly thirty states are now eligible for full hereditary and congenital coverage from Pets Best Insurance. The Boise Idaho Insurer just rolled out this expanded coverage. They join competitors like Embrace Pet Insurance. They offer similar programs. Hereditary and congenital coverage is pretty new to the insurance field. Accident, illness, and wellness plans were the most common types offered, according to the North American Pet Health Insurance Association. Jack Stephens, he's a doctor of veterinary medicine, president and founder of Pets Best. He said many hereditary and congenital conditions require ongoing vet treatment to improve your pet's quality of life. That's why they sought to provide pet owners with the most comprehensive, straightforward, and affordable coverage that's possible. Some of the hardest workers in the California agriculture industry are in crisis. California's $4 billion almond orchards are dependent on bees that pollinate the trees, but Honeybee expert Dennis Van Engelsdorp said over the years, bees have been steadily dying. We
1: look at the summer loss, loss that occurs between April 1st and October 1st. They lost about 25 percent of their colonies over the summer. And that's traditionally the time of year that colonies thrive.
5: He told a California committee there's various reasons that bees are dying. They include pesticides and a mite that sucks bees' blood and then spreads viruses throughout their colonies. Well, officials at Australia's Melbourne Airport recently cornered and captured a kangaroo inside the facility's pharmacy. According to The Age, an airport spokeswoman said the animal made its way inside after it was injured by a car outside the building. Can you imagine just you're going to get your prescriptions and all of a sudden you see this kangaroo hopping around? Uh, You think, "Mm, I need that medication filled right now. The kangaroo managed to get to the second floor. He hopped into the pharmacy before volunteers from Wildlife Victoria were able to capture him. And then they had to sedate it. The rescuers said the animal was taken to a vet to be examined. Well, wine drinkers in Japan can now share a glass with their feline friends, according to kotuku.com the pet products company, B&H. They are releasing a wine for cats. It's called Nyan Nyan Novu. Apparently in Japanese, Nyan Nyan refers to a cat's meow. While the wine doesn't actually contain any alcohol, it is made from Cabernet grapes, and it's also blended with vitamin C and a little catnip mixture that supposedly tastes similar to red wine. How would they know that? I mean, it, does the cat know that, it, or somebody drank it? I guess. I wonder if he can get drunk on catnip. That's a cheap throw. The limited edition wine will sell uh, set purchasers back about four bucks. That's like Boone's Farm. Same thing. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at Animal Radio. This has been an Animal
16: Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
17: This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an
12: independent referral insurance
17: agency. Do you know the number
12: one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news. Really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, This is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562.
24: Stressful things during the day can keep you awake at night. Instead of sleeping, your mind is still spinning from stress. Unisom is the help you need to fall asleep. Unisom Sleep Tabs are a clinically proven effective OTC sleep aid. You fall asleep 33% faster by easing into your natural sleep cycle. With Unisom, you wake refreshed and ready. Here's your morning traffic report. Unisom, a stressful day deserves a restful night.
11: Uses directed, active ingredient doxylamine succinate versus control in a clinical study.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie,
2: hey, what's up? What
0: up, girlfriend? What
2: up, G? G. Helen, you know, girlfriend. Oh, for girlfriend, G, girl. okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, you are so touchy. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I you're was like touchy. Just trying to give affection. <sighs> just trying to be sweet. Wow. And look what happens. Wow. Like, what a get, change, get, Alan. Get, you were grumpy slapped. with
1: the boys. Then Dr. Slapped. Debbie comes in the studio, and all of a
2: sudden, you're just all. Well, Dr. Debbie's got one thing you boys don't have. Yes. Uh, looks.
8: Oh <laughs> dear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I I don't know what I'm getting into here now. Just because G- yeah, you G- guys have, G- have G- like, G- little, are you having little tiffs or something?
2: I just love being surrounded by women. You know, guys are so boring. Wouldn't you agree, Dr. Debbie? Aren't, aren't guys just, uh, what do they talk about? What do guys talk about?
6: Oh, the, they, you know, I, I like guys.
8: Man, some of my favorite clients, the ones that are most kind of interesting to talk to are the, the older
2: men. That's because they I don't think know. you're hot. They think you're I don't really know about that's that why, I just I, I just I have
8: fun they have great life experiences and funny stories I'll tell you <laughs>
2: yeah the older guys yeah
1: well this portion of animal radio is brought to you by Stella chewies have you heard they have the brand new intro pack little package here for 499 which is uh, they have the super beef the chicken chewies chicken the duck duck goose and the simply venison try them out before you invest in the old big bag of Stella chewies they're available where Stella chewies is sold and let's go to Mike hey Mike how are you doing?
10: Pretty good. How are you doing today? Good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Colorado. I love it. Beautiful, colorful Colorado. What's up? Uh, not much. Just thought I'd call in. I had a question for uh, Dr. Debbie. She's right here. All
8: right. So what's going on?
10: Well, a while ago, I've got two Sitsus, and one of the the younger Sitsu one day we come home, was walking kind of funny. Um, born to a litter that had a lot of problems, and... Um, kind of limped around, lost his appetite for a while. We took him to the vet, and she did some x-rays on him and kind of found out he doesn't have a tailbone.
8: Oh, interesting.
10: Yeah. And, you know, of course, they've always told us, you know, we should crate him, not let him run, jump, that type of thing. And this is just one happy little puppy. He's seven years old. Um, He's still a puppy. He never outgrew that stage. He's just happy as can be all the time. You know, we've started putting him on pain medication to help out um, with his back and stuff. But kind of curious, you know, what does future hold? I mean, is there going to come a time where, you know, possibly maybe he can't walk at all because of not having a tailbone?
8: Well, it kind of depends a little bit on where we're talking. Now, if we're talking about a tailbone, so I want to make sure we're clear visually. So did they find that he was lacking the proper number of vertebrae in his back?
10: Well, according to the vet, he has none.
8: No tailbone at all. No tailbone at all. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I need to know a little more, I guess, specifics and locations Uh-oh. where. Now, so was he having problems that with. You said he was having trouble getting around. Did the doctor feel that that was uh, attributed to his um, lack of a bone back there?
10: Yeah, what we think had happened was we had been out fishing. I think the dog tried to jump on the couch and possibly missed it and mm, maybe, okay. you know, kind of tweaked his back a little. Okay. And at that point, you know, had lost his appetite a little and just wanted to kind of lay around, not do anything.
7: Mm-hmm.
10: And it's just not this dog. This dog is, you know, happy-go-lucky all the time. So that's when we found out, and the vet was really shocked to find out that, you know, the as she explained to me, basically he has no tailbone.
8: Okay, well, there's some different things that that are coming to mind as you're describing that. And now he has a tail, I take it, right? Yes. Okay, so as we're looking along a dog's spine, there's different locations of vertebrae. So there's a vertebrae in the neck, what we call the cervical area, in the chest, um, kind of the thoracic, that's the main part of the body, the lumbar area, which is kind of the lower spine, and that joins into an area called the sacrum, which is where the tail vertebrae come off. So depending on where the location of the lack of the bone, there's, there's definitely bones there, but we are missing something important in that area. Now, not every... Every dog that has an inherited spine disorder like that, not all of them will have problems. And the problems can occur when the lack of the bone or if there's a shifting um, of the nearby vertebrae where that causes some compression against the spine. So if the doctor felt that kind of the walk funny and all of that might be attributed to that, you know, this might be the beginning of some problems that are coming. Um, if it was just something that they felt, you know, it was more strain or a sprain that he did just kind of being a, being a, you know, a young active, uh, goofball, then, um, this may just be an incidental finding something to know about that Know he has a special area and that he may develop some problems. Guarantee it though at all. So, okay. um, but I, I do think it is something very important to be aware of. And in the in the lower back area, when we have a congenital problem with the bones, we are very watchful for things that are jumping related. So up and down, crazy acrobatic type stuff can potentially put a pet who has a weak area, if you will, um, put them a little bit more at risk for injury. So that would be you know a type of activity I would use some caution in um, guiding him what he can and can't do. And also making sure, you know, he stays in good, healthy weight. And watch for some of the most common symptoms of lower spine um, disorders. And those can be things where the legs might be wobbly or a little sloppy, if you will, so they don't kind of walk on the nice right, left, right, left. They kind of sway a little bit like they had too many margaritas at the he's bar.
10: <laughs> a, well, he's a skipper. He's He always skips when he walks. He's done that since he was a puppy.
8: Okay. Well, that and that may be either his personality or you know his kneecaps. Sometimes that kind of thing co- goes on in these little guys. But so having wobbly back legs or having problems where we're getting up and down. So if we see almost like an old dog, where if they're kind of push and groan to get up, mm-hmm. that might be a sign that we're having some problems in that lower area. And then the other thing would be really watching urine and defecation mm-hmm. um, down in the pelvic area. If we have problems with those nerves, occasionally we can see some problems with continence. Um, So that would be something to really make sure we're not having accidents or having difficulties going.
10: Going okay. Um, We've also been thinking, you know, the most jumping he does is the floor to the couch area because the bed's too high. He can't make it. So he always lets us, you know, put him up and put him down. But I was thinking about getting one of those little stairs for dogs to walk yeah. up and down the couch area and stuff like that do you think that would help
8: you know it certainly can in my preference you know i always tell my clients you know don't let him do this and they look at me and I'm like really doc <laughs> and i'm like yeah really that's the ideal so if we can't have the ideal work then things like the doggy stairs can be a great way to kind of meet in the middle with him and say look him in the eye and say okay i don't want you to go up here without me helping you but if you're gonna do it I'd like you to use these stairs and teach him how to use those. Okay. Well,
7: All thank right. you Well, thank very you much. so much
8: for your call. Yeah. And give that give that baby a good pat on my head on his head. Um, I love my Shih Tzus.
1: Yep. All righty. 1-866-405-8405. Yes, sir.
2: Can, can I just say this, Deb? Can I just say? Mm-hmm. I think the whole reason why at least half of the people get those dogs is so they mm-hmm. can say a dirty word and get away with it. That's just my opinion. The shih Tzus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, you say it with the cool French accent, but most people don't say it that way. I'll oh. say yeah. it. Shih tzu. shih tzu. Shih Tzu. Yeah. See, shih tzu. see what I'm saying? There? See, see, you well, said a bad word. That's you know, that's all I heard it, was a bad word.
8: And I do have that kind of, you know, how like you know when you're in trouble as a kid and your parents like use your full name when you're in trouble. That's yes. what I do for Boss. So when Boss is a good boy, he's a shapuki. A shitsu poodle yorkie. When wow. he's bad, he's a yorkie poo sh
7: Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
22: Hey there, animal lovers. Vinnie Penn, your party animal on Animal Radio. On a recent installment, I told you guys about the beloved family dog, Cruiser. We had uh, several pets in my house growing up. Uh, Cruiser probably is the, the the one on the biggest pedestal. He was a mini, a mini schnauzer. Yes, all you guys out there with German Shepherds and beautiful labs and Rottweilers are thinking, wow, Vinnie Penn had a mini schnauzer, but I'll tell you. He was uh, he was awfully cool, even though what I'm about to tell you uh, might make you question that even more. Uh, nonetheless, told you about Cruiser recently, and ironically enough, right after that installment, uh, moving a few boxes around uh, in the house that we grew up in, that my sister uh, had since bought from my parents, and uh, she kept Cruiser's chew toys, which I think is a bit over the top. I, I don't know, nasty dust bunny riddled. Two toys, uh, all masticated with big holes in them. Maybe some, uh, dog lovers out there who've lost their dog, you know, you keep such things. I believe there are certain things worth keeping, uh, like the, the collar with the, you know, especially if you have the name on it and whatnot. The two toys, little over the top. But then again, uh, my sister puts the rat in pack rat. So maybe that's the reason. Nonetheless, what we also found in another box or what I found was, what I used to call Cruiser's Liberace sweater. Yes. Now, bad enough, I, I'm not a big believer in sweaters on dogs in the first place, although I have seen some cool things. I recently saw a dog, actually, with a CBGB t-shirt on. I thought that was pretty cool. Certainly a way to strike up a conversation with the ladies. But uh one holiday season, my mom <laughs> bought uh, Cruiser a sweater that could only be described as a Liberace sweater. Uh, Liberace, uh, for those of you who don't know, was a rather flamboyant, outrageously dressed pianist. Uh, and his sweater just screamed. Uh, well, it begs the question. This is the point of this week's um, party animal. This is what leads to the question. I think my mother thought Cruiser was gay. It's the only thing that I could come up with. My mother has since passed away, so I can't ask her. But when I found Cruiser's Liberace swear, I thought, why did you buy this for him? It's not remotely masculine. The design, Cruiser's boy. Did my mother think Cruiser was a gay dog? And does that exist? Can are, Is there such a thing as gay dogs and, and gay cats? <laughs> I got to say, no, uh you know, I watched Cruiser frolic with other dogs. He really didn't treat the boy. Well, there was that one friend of mine who had a dog named Thor and Cruiser used to mount him. But don't they just mount him, you know, boy or girl? I... Look, it's not going to change my feelings about Cruiser if I were to now discover, hey, I had a gay mini schnauzer. It's not going to change. I'm not going to go home and tear up that picture of the two of us on the beach that i i hold so dear but uh has there ever been any scientific studies have we determined if uh animals are capable of uh of, of this or, or, or all i know at the end of the day is gay or straight cruiser i love you i miss you but i gotta say i do would prefer if mom just bought you a. my owner went to florida and all i got was this stupid doggy t-shirt Pen, Party Animal, Animal Radio.
6: Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animal are people too The scorpion queen and centipede king of Thailand have tied the knot I didn't get my invitation either The creepy crawler-loving couple celebrated their special day at a haunted house. 36-year-old Kanchana Ketsu, who set the world record for spending 32 days in a glass tank filled with scorpions married 29-year-old Banthawi Senwang, who set the record for living 28 days with a thousand centipedes. The bridal gown was adorned with live scorpions and the groom enticed his bride by gently holding a centipede in his mouth the wedding started as a traditional ceremony with elders blessing the couple with holy water then the happy couple climbed into coffins i savage for animal radio animals are people too animal radio
0: you're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
20: And Bill, welcome to the show. What's up? Hey, how are you doing today, Hal?
1: Very good. What's up with you? Where are you today?
20: Well, today I am in Virginia, Emporia, Virginia.
1: Hmm, not familiar with it. What are you delivering?
20: At least it's not snowing. Yeah,
1: that's, that's nice. Anyway, you're calling for uh, what are you calling for? What's up?
20: Well, um, I've been a dog groomer. I learned to groom dogs back in 74, 75. Really? I went to school in Memphis at a guy named Sam
3: Ballman's dog
20: grooming school. Have you ever heard of that (laughs) there,
3: Kelly? No, actually, I never never heard of that
18: school.
20: Well, he's probably dead now. He was pretty old when I I learned it. But there was one aspect that that, uh, he didn't teach, and I kind of like to learn it because I want to do some target practice on my uh, ex-wife target practice
1: on your ex-wife are, are I you sure you're talking about pet grooming? A,
20: a anal gland <laughs>
3: <laughs> well you know if you get good enough at it yeah you can you definitely can um do some target practice because um i've done that before you know it's it's fun it's a crappy job but somebody has to do it and so you never were taught anal glands huh
20: well, hearing you and Dr. Debbie talk about it, I know that y'all can do it. I was wondering if you can give me some pointers on, on how to do that.
3: <laughs> what we do as pet groomers is we do it from the outside where veterinarians will actually um, go go inside. And what you want to do, you hold your fingers on the side. And the, Now, this seems, this is going to be attractive here, Hal. I'm just going to tell you that right now. But if you place your fingers <laughs> on the side of the rectum, okay, and you'll feel the anal glands, what you want to do is you want to be on the outside of it okay and you want to feel if it was three and nine o'clock on the side of the rectum and what you want to do is you want to go in and you want to like pinch it put your fingers a little bit behind and pull forward and you want to do that gently okay you may have to do it a couple of times until you feel comfortable but when you do it and right not You want to pinch it as if you're pinching it, like you're pulling forward. You want to pull forward. You don't want to push in because when you push in, what... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, Forward would be towards the dog's head, right? So you'd want to pull
20: to the rear? No, no, no.
3: No, you want to pull to the rear. You want to pull towards yourself. You don't want to push in. You want to pull toward yourself. Okay, now what you want to do is be out of the line of fire when you do this, you know, aim, aim the butt, you know, maybe a little bit off to the side. Wherever your ex-wife is standing, aim it that way. Okay, <laughs> and. Pull forward gently. And what you want to do, you want to finesse it a little bit because you'll feel it. It's almost, I hate to say this, it's like, it's like squeezing a pimple almost. And what you want to do is get from the bottom and pull forward and you'll start to see it little by little come out and come out through the rectum. And once, once it starts coming out, then, if the harder you squeeze it, the quicker it's going to come out. But what you want to do is do it slow and steady. Okay, you don't want it to be uncomfortable. If nothing is coming out, you're probably not grabbing it properly. And sometimes they got to actually go in what they call they oil it. They actually put panalog in there and they and they they get it loosened up, veterinarians. And then they have to do it. But if it doesn't come out easy, don't force it. Don't do it. Um, and you know what? It takes a few times. It takes a little practice. I'll be very honest with you. How many feet can you shoot it? <laughs> i have honestly i have um and i'm trying to think my bathing room i probably shot it at least 15 feet um if i if if i really wanted if i really wanted to get you i can probably get you from about 15 feet wow
4: so that takes practice i guess i've done anal glands but i never shot them i guess that's a that's another whole practice what
3: what the vet does is
1: different than what the groomer does it
3: well yeah the vet goes inside and, and i don't you know what groomers aren't trained to go to go inside i mean just do it from the outside and if you can get it. Don't force it. It's not something you want to force. You can hurt the pet. Sometimes it'll go in reverse. It'll go in and then cause an infection. So what you want to do is finesse it, pinch it, pull back towards you lightly, and you'll feel it. You'll actually start feeling it move. It'll start releasing. And um, once you feel that, um, you know, squeeze a little bit harder until it comes out, but um, gently and slow.
14: And aim correctly.
3: Bill, uh, does, that, does correct. that help you at all, Bill?
14: Well, I have always
20: uh, had a rag or, or a paper towel and held over it when I did it. So what yeah, i got to do, do is not use a rag and get my hand out of the way. There you go. And it- about <laughs> 10 to 15 feet away would be perfect. That way I could sneak it up on her.
3: Yeah. Yeah, hey, there you go. Okay. there you go. It's no fun with a rag, Bill. You know, come on. We gotta, you know, we we, we gotta go commando here, Bill. Thanks for your call today. We always
1: look forward to your calls. They're uh, they're they're always very entertaining. There there goes Bill. He's a uh, very angry <laughs> angry gentleman.
9: He didn't sound too angry.
1: Well, that's all we have time for today. Be sure to download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. You can listen anytime and ask your questions of the doctor, the dog trainer, the dog father, Joey Turner, anytime you want. could be 2 in the morning. Animalradio.com is where you'll find out all the ways to listen to Animal Radio and download the Animal Radio app. Dr. Debbie knows her Yorkshire Terriers, her Shih Tzus, her pugs and her mini schnauzers. And check out her books, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend on Kindle. And uh, we have links over at the Animal Radio website. I also want to thank Cat Warren and Dina Harris for joining us. What
4: was her book's name? Does this collar make my butt look big?
2: That's very special to me because about two weeks ago, my mother-in-law, who lives with us, asked me that question. Does does this? Uh, what do you call those things? Burka? Uh, no, not the burka. Uh, what do you call it? (laughs) Mumu. Does this... Does this moo-moo make my butt look big? And I said, no, actually, this house makes your butt look big. And that's oh, when geez. I stopped I stopped being able to walk up steps for a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
8: You were just trying to get your mother-in-law out of there.
2: Oh, I wish she'd go away. You know the
1: answer to that question.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I do, but I don't, you know, she doesn't want, it's, it's mutual. There's a mutual love there of not loving. Wow.
4: <laughs> See, I love my mother-in-law.
2: You're so lucky. And I'll Hal, trade you.
4: Yeah, Hal doesn't have a mother-in-law. He's lucky. Right?
2: Ugh.
1: Are we out of
2: here? Yeah. Okay. Have a great week.
4: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
2: I'm not done. You guys just turn the light (laughs) off and I'll just stay.
4: Okay. See you, Alan. (laughs) See you, buddy.
11: Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. -bye. This is Animal Radio Network.
7: Network.